Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, Alicia. How are you this morning or this afternoon? I'm good. I am in California, so still morning. Okay. How are you? Well, we are on the same time zone, so I am just doing well, sipping my tea here and uh, awaiting (laughs) to chat with you. So, okay, so here we are. February 8th is Safer Internet Day, and before we get into that, I just want to let people know that you are the head of Kids, Youth, and Family Strategy for YouTube, and it's, gosh, it's just a pleasure to talk with a a YouTube executive, so really thank you for uh, chatting with me this morning. It's such a pleasure to be here, and I'm also a former film festival Person. So I love the name of that radio. Oh my goodness! Well, we need to talk uh, on another time and date about any film festival work or projects that are coming up for you. Please let me know that. We would love to have you come back. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Unfortunately, not so much film festival now, but I used to run education programs for London Film Festival for many years. Oh, exciting! Oh. Very exciting. Well, now tell me what is what exactly is Safer Internet Day, and what are some of the things that YouTube and I am I am a YouTube I don't just watch it I'm a junkie for YouTube, so what are some things YouTube is doing, and what exactly is Safer Internet Day? So Safer Internet Day is an international celebration of all the work that we as platforms as society, as parents, and as teachers can do to help for young people particularly to be safe online. And it's been around for almost 20 years, and it's now celebrated in over 200 countries and territories. And at YouTube, we've been participants in Safer Internet for many years. Um, and we also, you know, for us, every day is Safer Internet Day because we have, you know, worked very hard and work around the clock to create, you know, ways of having audiences of all ages really, you know, more safely connect and create um, on YouTube. And for families, we've worked really hard to create experiences that help parents support their kids to have different experiences online. So, you know, first of all, we've got YouTube Kids, which enables parents to set up profiles for their kids of different ages so they have access to age-appropriate content. We also have created a series of best practices and kind of quality principles so that, you know, their kids are not only getting safer, but also more high quality and engaging content that, you know, really stretches their interest and imagination, also encourages them to get offline and, you know, do and move, whether that's creating art or taking part in a yoga class or, you know, PE with Joe, which is super popular during the pandemic, particularly when kids were stuck at home a lot, you know, need to move their bodies, get their wiggles out. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of work that we do as a platform to create these tools and also, you know, create sort of rules of the road that work across the platform. Now, uh, what is the direct YouTube channel or website that parents can go to to find out the latest uh, and tips in uh, online safety for children for 2022? So we've got a few different you can go to youtube.com slash kids, or you can, if you want to go straight to YouTube Kids, you can go to youtubekids.com and get started um, watching right there. There's also a separate app that you can download if you want to set up things like timers and parental control features. You can also hand select all the content that you want your kids to see or choose from collections 
at least curated with partners like UNICEF or PBS Kids. So that's kind of how I would get started, and that gives you a little bit of a snapshot of everything that we have to offer. There's you know, a lot more there if you want to explore, but that's a great place to get started. Okay. Now, uh, I see that you are a mom of, of twins, third graders, how sweet and cute that must be, uh, as well as a, uh, a, an author of very lots of different books, best-selling books, uh, one being Parenting for a Digital Future. So tell me and tell our listeners, what, what uh, age do you suggest that kids should be allowed to have their own uh, devices and in, in, or what? Yeah, obviously my kids are eight and a half, and so they are starting to ask a lot. But I feel like it's too early for them. Um, you know, they are not. We're not in a situation where they're taking the bus home independently. You know, some families may be in situations where they, you know, it may be a safety feature for the family to have. You know, their kids have access to a phone. So I wouldn't say there's any one right age. I think you want to look for certain, you know, signs of readiness in your kids. First of all, are they able to take care of, like, an expensive piece of equipment like that, not lose it, not damage it? So you, you know, you'll get a good sense from your kids. Also, are you able to take the time to set it up? A lot of families, you know, they just want to hand down the phone, you know, when they upgrade their own phone, for example. But there's going to be a lot of apps and services on there that are not going to be appropriate for your kids. And, you know, even on services like YouTube, you know, you want to be able to set up one of these uh, supervised accounts for your kids before you hand it over so that they can get an age-appropriate experience. So really it is worth, you know, taking that time. And the last thing I would say is also, you know, do you have an open line of communication with your kid? Or do they know that they can come talk to you if they see something that may upset them or make them feel uncomfortable online? Because I certainly wouldn't suggest that parents kind of hand over a phone, which has so many benefits, and obviously kids can do all kinds of, you know, communication with their friends, learning, creating, but, you know, they will at some point see something that upsets or bothers them, and you need to know they're going to come talk to you when, when that happens, not so much if, but when, and what are the actions that you're going to be able to take together. So on YouTube, for example, you can block or even report a channel or a video. Um, a lot of other platforms will have similar kind of features. Do you know you know, how you can do that, what's your kind of plan for something if if and when something goes wrong. And finally, uh, about what age do you suggest that parents allow children to have their own social media accounts? You know, most platforms are going to be 13 plus to create content. Um, and so, you know, there's obviously, you know, YouTube, we do have a supervised experiences that will work uh, for younger ages, but at present they can't create content. Um, I think one thing is, you know, are you able to support them if they do want to create their own content? You know, or even if just like texting and stuff, you know, are you, do you understand which platforms they're using? Maybe I would say one thing you could ask your kid to do before you give them access to something new is have them give you a little bit of a walkthrough of how they would see themselves using it, you know. Do they know how it works? Do they know the functionality? Things like that. You know, just kind of get a sense of, like, what their capabilities are before you let them off and running. Um, but, you know, 13, 14, a lot of kids really do want to communicate with their friends. So, you know, it is appropriate for kids, you know, teenagers particularly to, to communicate and create. And obviously there's a lot of benefits to that. They can learn a lot about editing and communication. Um, but you do really want to make sure, again, that they know what to do, you know, if something does go wrong in that situation. 
Well, it sounds like very, very sound advice. I must admit myself, I, I know of people, they're not supposed to do this, but they are little eight and nine-year-olds. They've given them under their name, but they've, they've, they're letting them have their own, you know, social media pages and accounts. And it's like, mm, I don't know, eight, seven, that's, that's a bit much. But you're the expert, and you have already told them your suggestions <laughs> about this. But anyway. Right. Um, right. So, sure. I mean, obviously, kids of all ages will want to explore, and they always, of course, especially at that age, they really want to keep up with whatever the older kids are doing. Sure. But, you know, a lot of times they don't have the ability to really understand, you know, what's too much to share, what's appropriate. You really have a real role to play as a parent there in making sure that they're ready for whatever it is they're taking on. That makes a lot of sense. Well, lastly, uh, Alicia, I am. Uh, I, I would love to stay in touch with you for future stories. Uh, how can people reach you as far as is there an email address or how do? What's the best way to contact you directly? Uh, I think that you know the the producers here probably are the best route, and my colleague Jessica is on the line as well, so. She will have some information about that. But, okay. um, thank you for the invitation. That's really kind. Oh yeah, we love to stay in touch with people such as yourselves for so we can be the first to get whatever new campaign you guys might be uh, releasing. So yes, we will ask uh, your producers and publicists that. So anyway, I really appreciate your time and giving us some very valuable information, especially for parents, to celebrate and acknowledge and keep in mind for the whole year, Safer Internet Day. So thank you so much for the information. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. And uh, you guys at YouTube are just the everything in my world. So thank you for having YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.